everyone, I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And we're the Huga Girls. Huga, in short, is the pursuit of everyday happiness. Each Monday, we give you the tools to build your happiness toolkit through discussing topics related to social media, health and wellness, pursuing your passions, and so much more. Welcome to the Huga Girls Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Hookah Girls podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you all today. If you may notice, it's just going to be me, Emma, today. Maddie, I don't know if you guys follow her personal Instagram. One, you should. She isn't like an Instagram girly like I am. She doesn't do content creation for brands and stuff, but her Instagram is always so cute because she ends up traveling to all these awesome places. She has been recently to Belgium, I believe the Netherlands, and then Barcelona for a work conference. That's why she went over there. And currently, while I'm recording this, she's in Chicago for her friend's birthday. So she's just a little world traveler, literally has not, I think, spent a night at her own apartment in Denver in about two or three weeks. Um, So I'm jumping on today and I'm really excited for this episode. So if you see the title, it is Being Your Own Teammate. I actually heard this I, somewhere on the internet that as you know pretty much everything I hear nowadays um someone phrasing kind of loving yourself and supporting yourself in the sense of being your own teammate and I really liked it and so I got the chance to do a solo episode and so I really wanted to talk about it because it's something I resonated with a lot and I'm also gonna have some fun guests yes guest plural pop in on this episode so it's not gonna be just me but I am excited to talk about something that I really resonate with and I think honestly we all can resonate with because you know just starting off with this topic I think we are so hard on ourselves we are harder on ourselves and pretty much anyone um so thinking about being your own teammate you obviously think in the realm of sports you know it's all about sportsmanship it's all about being a good teammate to others but a lot of times you know taking that in a life sense outside of actual sports that you play um you really need to be on your own side you need to be an advocate for yourself something that i feel like i do and i struggle with is just a lot of negative self-talk. I have the most amazing friends who do incredible things, the most amazing family. Like, I find it so easy to celebrate them uh, because they, they definitely deserve it. It's celebrating their really awesome successes, celebrating just their even their relationships. And, you know, I have friends that have gone through, like, tough things or relationships, and I, like, love seeing them grow for things and um, just, just rooting for them in life. And sometimes I feel like I struggle, I guess, to root for myself and, like I said, be an advocate for myself. I think that's so important and I've I've touched on this before, but I definitely come across as a confident person and I I would consider myself confident more or less, Um, but a lot of it is more of a portrayal and I'm just not, I'm not, I don't have social anxiety necessarily. So I come across as someone who's like very comfortable and I'm comfortable talking to someone, but I'm not necessarily like overly confident in myself. A lot of times my self-talk to myself is negative. It's like I'm nagging at myself and and it's hard. I think we all struggle with that even when we're not aware. And that's something that I've tried to pick up on. I was even talking to my boyfriend today. I kind of like got in a funky mood. He's like, are you okay? I was like, I'm just being like rude to myself right now. Like I'm literally sitting here convincing myself that you don't like me or I'm annoying you, which I just like know is not true, but it's hard because my brain, even if I know it's not true in one part of my brain, there's the other part of my brain that's just like not being my own teammate, not being on my side. Emma, you, you're completely fine. You, you're a good person. You're a funny person. People like you. Um, so I do think if you are someone that feels like 
you're constantly building other people up and tearing yourself down. It's just something to be aware of. And it's amazing. Of course, you don't want to go tear other people down. And I feel like, you know, looking at the scope of what I'm saying, a lot of times not being your own teammate can maybe manifest in not being other people's teammates too and tearing other people down and being negative towards them. So obviously we don't want to go down that route. But personally for me, like I I love the people in my life and I love celebrating them, but I just have to I have to check myself and be like, am I being as nice to myself as I am to other people? I remember my boyfriend's mom was telling us because I before I started dating this guy, we had been friends for a long time and like we were friends first. So she told us, which I feel like is really good advice, is don't forget that you're friends first. And this is in the scope of a relationship, but she's like, what happens is when you get in a relationship and you get comfortable with someone, you start being naggy with them, you start being kind of rude with them. And I mean, she's so true. It's kind of like a a sibling, like you get so comfortable with your sibling and then you're just like a bitch to them, (laughs) for lack of better words. Like you just end end up being rude to them and naggy to them and you obviously love them, but you know, that creeps into relationships too. You get really comfortable with your partner and you start being naggy with them, even though you love them. And I feel like we obviously are we know ourselves the best out of anyone, which is an amazing thing, but we get so comfortable with ourselves that it, we, we forget to be friends to ourselves. So I'm, you know, using her advice for our relationship um, because I think it's really applicable to ourselves too. We forget to be friends with ourselves. We forget to be advocates for ourselves and teammates for ourselves. So I really love that. And that's something that I always try to remember because I would never go to any of my best friends and like cop an attitude with them I mean nine times out of ten I'm not gonna do that and if I do I mean it's like in a joking way or for something stupid but even with my boyfriend or a sibling or myself you know you just you're crossing that boundary of being too comfortable being rude and it's easy to call it out it's like oh sorry that I like had an attitude with you if I'm talking to my sister but I I don't like apologize to myself when I'm being rude to myself um so I, I think it is important to be aware of how you are talking to yourself I wanted to share something that I came across it's this website called choosingtherapy.com and they have a article called 11 ways to practice emotional self-care and I thought it really tied in well to this so I was just going to share a little excerpt about what emotional self-care is because I think at the end of the day being your own teammate is emotional self-care so I will share that quote now It says, emotional self-care is the act of nurturing and tending to your inner feelings and emotions. In today's stressful world, caring for your whole self, including your emotional life, is more important than ever. Nurturing your emotions and processing any frequent and negative emotions can help you decrease stress, calm your nervous system, cope with tough situations, and boost your mood. But I I love things that just put things on paper, you know? It's like emotional self-care is this. And, you know, today's world is stressful and you have to nurture your emotions. It's good to validate yourself. Sometimes it's just nice to hear something laid out. It's like, oh, emotional self-care, like, that's nice. That might, might not that might not be a crazy concept to all of us but it is something to be mindful of and i was kind of thinking through emotional self-care examples and i think one really good example of that is practicing mindfulness being aware of how you're talking to yourself obviously how you're talking to other people but just like being in tune with your emotions positive and negative um this website also lists a couple examples of this they have journaling which i think is always good i'm trying to be better about i love when i journal i just i'm lazy and i i don't set aside the time for it usually but that's a great way to emotionally self-care um setting boundaries is really important learning to say no i am literally queen of feeling so guilty saying no to someone um it, it sucks i feel like we all feel that way and 
sometimes someone texts you, someone will be like, oh, are you like free to hang out this day? And me saying no, like they're not going to be upset about that. But I, I literally feel so bad. I feel like I have to explain myself. It's like, oh, like, no, I, I have plans. Or like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I really need to do something for myself that day. Like I find myself literally feeling so bad about being like, oh, that day doesn't work for me or another day would be better. And I'm like, why do I feel, you know, it's okay to have that boundary and it's okay to know you, you know yourself and you know what's probably going to end up being best for you. So setting those boundaries and feeling comfortable with that, you know, obviously translating them in a nice way, but boundaries are completely okay. Um, and learning also not to take personal other people's boundaries. Like that happens to me sometimes. Like I text my friends, I'm like, hey, um, do you guys, well, I, I was actually trying to have two of my friends that I've made in Charleston. I, I asked them if they wanted to come like be on this episode of the podcast, um, do like a little segment. Cause I'm about to do a little, a little segment featuring some people, but I asked if they wanted to come in person and they couldn't. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to take that. You know, I'm not going to take that personally. That's okay. They have, they have lives, they have things going on. Um, so boundaries go both ways for sure. Um, and then talking through things with a supporting supportive friend is another example that they gave which I love that's the most helpful thing like I said I I love my friends that's why I love celebrating them they're awesome and I love you know really having like a few strong supportive friends that you know can go talk to is amazing just to work through feelings so I thought it would be great that for this episode since it is a solo episode but obviously we all have different ways that we love and support ourselves to bring in some of my friends to share some ways that they love and support themselves so that you guys can hear that because obviously I'm just one opinion, I'm one brain, I'm one heart, one one life that's been lived. So it's great to bring in different perspectives. So I really um, wanted to hear from some of my friends. So thank you to all my friends that were willing to send me a little voice clip to be on the episode. I'm about to play their responses. Um, the prompt, I told them that the theme of the episode was being your own teammate and to share a way that they love and support themselves. So I'm so excited to be able to do this and to share some of the amazing things they had to say. So let's hear it. So being your own teammate. When Emma asked me to put my own twist into this topic, my mind went everywhere. But the first thing that came to my mind was learning to love myself and understanding who I really am. Also learning to be alone is a huge factor into this, especially for me. I went through a really hard time with past relationships, romantically, and also close friends of mine, which led me to lose a lot of my friends. But to sum it up, I learned to always trust my gut and do things that made me happy, not others. I felt like I was pleasing others rather than myself. I learned to be more aware of my true friends and setting boundaries. I learned it's okay to say no to a going out event and taking the night to myself. Making myself a priority was the best decision I ever made. The best way to love and support yourself is by doing things that you like to do, not because somebody else is doing it so you feel like you have to do it, if that makes sense. And sometimes in order to get to know yourself again, you have to do things that make a little that make yourself a little uncomfortable, especially doing stuff by yourself. When I know I tried my best on something, I give myself a compliment or I'll just tell myself, it's okay, I'll try again next time. I used to care a lot about what people think of me, but recently I learned to only care about what I think of me. It's definitely easier said than done, and I'm still learning, but you have to start somewhere. I love and support myself by surrounding myself with people who fill up my cup. It's okay to say no to people, things, or situations that don't make you feel like your absolute best. I support and love myself by 
by praying. And I know not everybody has a faith, but I, when I pray, I ask God to like remind me who I am and like how much he loves me. And that kind of helps remind me how I'm seen by him. And I feel so loved in that moment. And um, yeah, that's how I do it. Something that I do to support myself or be my own teammate is I always try to get out the house, especially by myself, whether it be a 10-minute drive to a coffee shop or walking my dog for 30 minutes or something of the sort. But I think being able to do things on your own like that helps you realize that you don't need someone there to be happy and that you are able to create your own life and do everything on your own, whether you realize it or not. I love and support myself by setting boundaries in areas of my life, like my relationships, work, and my personal time. It's hard not to let all three merge sometimes, but setting boundaries really helps me enjoy each aspect of my life to the fullest. And I make sure to take time to do the things that I know make me happy and keep my mental health in check. Lately, I've been liking to remind myself that sometimes life isn't so serious, and I try to think about years from now how I'll regret it so much if I don't love my body and my life to the fullest in every phase that I go through. It really puts things into a greater perspective for me and reminds me to be grateful and love and support myself to the fullest. Okay, I'm back, and well, thank you guys again, my friends, if you're listening, thank you so much for submitting this, and I hope you guys enjoyed hearing some different voices on the podcast, and I just thought that was a cute little segment, and again, make sure that you think for yourself and share over on our Instagram with us at Hugo Girls Podcast, um, ways that you love and support yourself, and even if you don't want to share, you know, share on a little IG page, just share it with yourself, that's really important to think about ways that you are pouring into yourself and loving and supporting yourself because you deserve it. So I did want to wrap up the end of this episode with a concept that I read in the article that I shared earlier that just really stuck out to me and it's taking your emotional temperature. And I I love this. I think it kind of speaks for yourself once you think about it, but taking your emotional temperature, I think we're so quick with you know, physically taking a temperature. Obviously, if you're feeling like crap, you're having hot sweats, you're having chills, whatever, you're going to, you know, pull out your thermometer, take your temperature, and you're so quick to acknowledge those changes in your physical health. But you you know when you're having those emotional changes, you know when you're not feeling right, uh, you know when you're feeling maybe maybe it's anxious, maybe you're just feeling down, even unexplainable reasons. You know you know when you're just not really feeling like yourself and I feel like we're slower to acknowledge that that's a valid thing to be feeling and I think taking your emotional temperature is really just checking yourself and going back to that concept of mindfulness of being aware when you are maybe having having a dip emotionally or maybe you need an extra bit of that emotional self-care that we were talking about. It says when you note those changes like your mood starting to decline or feeling down, try to identify and practice activities that boost your mood such as mindfulness activities. Um, examples are breathing, physical activity, spending time with a loved one or friend, hobbies, listening to music, being in nature or getting outside. So those are just, uh, you know, some ways that can help boost that mood. But the first thing you have to do in that process is acknowledge it. If you're not acknowledging, if you're not taking that emotional temperature and saying, oh, you know, too hot, too cold, you're obviously not going to be able to make that adjustment. So just building trust with yourself that like you do know yourself best and that it is totally okay to be, you know, have a little emotional fever going on um, and just really really not be feeling your best. I mean, that happens to us all the time, but being your own teammate, what that really looks like in the scope of life is 
being able to celebrate you and your wins, but being able to pick yourself up from your losses and, you know, in the realm of sports metaphors. But I mean, it truly is so important. And I just love the emotional temperature thing because it, we, you know, we, we go up and down. We really do. That's what life is. But remembering to be, be your own advocate and it's amazing to have friends and family support, but at the end of the day, you have to cheer yourself on and be that number one fan for yourself. So thank you guys so much for listening to this solo episode. I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys are doing great, and I hope you guys could take something away from this. If you want to follow my personal Instagram, it is at Emma Roof, and that's Emma with two A's, and then Roof like Rooftop. It's always in the show notes below, and definitely make sure to follow our Instagram. We hit 500 followers, so thank you guys so much. I think we're at like 520 now, so that means so much to us to have a little community going over there and that's more day-to-day updates so we would love for you guys to join that community over there and tiktok um they're both at hygge girls podcast that's h-y-g-g-e girls podcast it's very cute and aesthetic it's a good time if you guys made it this far uh, just a little life update for me since i didn't share earlier on is that I am starting my first official full-time job this week. The day this episode is coming out is when I'm like hard launching it on my Instagram. It's for a company called Intern Queen and they are a college marketing agency based out of New York, but I'm going to be still living in Charleston working remote. So I'm excited for you guys to hear more about that journey. And obviously it's very new for me. I just got this job. So I am really honored to have it, really excited about that. And I don't know, it's probably going to be a life change, but I'm hoping it's going to be a good one. So, you know, I'm going to be my own teammate throughout all of that. And if you want to follow that, I'll definitely be sharing more on the podcast. Um, So make sure to listen here every Monday. And again, head over to our Hugo Girls Instagram, my personal TikTok, Instagram, all that good stuff. And love you guys. We will be back next week, me and Maddie, together for another episode. But until then, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay good. Thank you.